everyone. Thank you for joining us for another week of the Driven by Diversity podcast. Now, those of you who listened to our last episode with Callum Nicholas will know that that was our final guest and that today is our final episode for now. Steph, it feels a bit surreal saying that, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a bit mad, but I feel like we've come such a long way in such a short amount of time. Um, First of all, I think we definitely need to say a very, very big thank you to everyone who listened, whether that was just for one episode or all of the episodes. We, sounds so cliche to say this, we couldn't have done it without you. Without listeners, (laughs) there'd be no podcast. So thank you for the time that you spent listening to us ramble on with our guests about some very important topics. Now, as Ariana said, we are signing off for now, but do not worry. The work that Driven by Diversity is doing will continue and will still be there in the background. We've had such a brilliant opportunity on this podcast to speak to so many people in the industry across various different roles. We'll delve into that a bit more later, but it's been such a privilege to bring you the podcast and hopefully that we've been able to shine a light on our guests each week and with that inspire and empower you to know that you do have a rightful place in the industry and that you can go on to pursue a successful career in whatever role that you wish. Yeah, I really, really hope that that is a message that our listeners will go away with. And whilst we're on our thank yous, I also want to say a huge thank you to the one and only Lindsay Orridge, who of course gave us the platform to put out this podcast. And I know that we are both eternally grateful for that. (laughs) Thank you, Lindsay. You really can't underestimate the power of having someone in your corner who believes in you. And I feel like we both really, really benefited from that. And Linz, you are an absolute gem. So thank you for all of your support and words of wisdom. And of course, this is just the start of our journey together. But a big thank you for giving us this platform. Now, actually, if we look back, Steph, this all started a bit before we got in contact with Linz because we knew each other initially from the Dare to be Different event, which is now FIA Girls on Track UK. But at the time it was Dare to be Different and we Mm -hmm. met at the Williams factory. We were two loners on the day. (laughs) Great memories. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone else had come with family or friends and we had turned up alone and I think there's probably only a few of us that had so obviously we gravitated towards each other and that's where our journey began and we kept in touch on social media Mm -hmm. and then not long after that's where the podcast was really born initially wasn't it so I feel like we should take our listeners we should take our listeners back on that journey and tell them how this actually first started, Steph. So this was in the midst of the Black Lives Matter movement and all of the, all of the things that were coming to the surface following George Floyd's murder. And I think it's safe to say we were, we were all feeling quite emotional at that point, quite overwhelmed. And you dropped me a message on Instagram saying that you wanted to start a project and you'd been thinking about a podcast with a focus on diversity. And yeah, Take it away, Steph. What what was it that first, you know, drove you to that? And tell the, tell our listeners how it grew from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, let me just start by saying as well that when we met, I think that was actually 2019, which is mental. December, Yeah, December. But it's mental the fact it's now 2021. And guys, we have only met twice in real life. <laughs> we've only met twice, yet we've somehow managed to speak pretty much every single day. <laughs> And run a podcast. Since the podcast has <laughs> launched literally pretty much every single day. 
which yep. is mental. I can't it's escape crazy. each other now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so the podcast kind of came to me because I was very keen to do something where I could be involved in motorsport um, whilst my day job isn't to do with motorsport but still sort of have my foot in the door that way and showcase my skills and kind of um, use it as a tool to network and um, sort of build um, lots of different skills and develop sort of professionally uh, outside of work Mm -hmm. Um, and the topic of diversity came to me because no one was doing it at the time and Obviously, we had the the conversations that were going on around that time anyway in 2020 about diversity, inclusion, equity, equality, everything like that. Um, and I remember Lewis Hamilton a few years even before all of this, he had mentioned that he wasn't happy about the fact that when he looked around in the paddock, it's not diverse and he'd really like to see more diversity within Formula One. And that's something that stuck with me from like the moment he said it all those years ago. And no one ever really did anything about it. And I think even when he said it then, no one no one really listened. Like people heard it, but they didn't listen really. Um, yeah. So yeah, when it just was the right time to put something out like that where people were actually ready to be a part of that conversation and wanting to make change um and coming from a mixed race background that was very important for me as well Mm -hmm. to be able to contribute to that and lift other people up who might not feel that they have a place in this industry um so yeah that's that's why it sort of came together um and yeah, I knew from meeting Ariana at the Dare to Be Different event that she was very keen on um, getting into the broadcasting and presenting side of things in the motorsport industry specifically. So, um, yeah, slid into her DMs, as they say, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, asked if she wanted to be a part of the project because I thought she would be brilliant to to do it with. And she has been. So thank you oh, very much, Steph. Ariana. <laughs> flatter me. Yeah, that was actually, it feels like a lifetime ago that we first had this conversation. Mm. And I think you're so right about the timing of it. I think the timing of it was so crucial to the podcast because like you said, it's something that's come up before, but people haven't really wanted to take action on it. 2020 came along and everyone was forced to listen. Everyone had to listen. And more than that, people, people wanted to as well. Um, so I remember back at this time, I think this is when I was doing just like my F1 videos, I think, on my yeah, page. You were. Yeah, I was just doing the, the like race weekend coverage um videos. And I remember at the time I was really overwhelmed and quite like emotional, I guess, about mm. everything that was going on. Um it's something that obviously is very, very close to home. Um and hit me quite quite hard actually. I think a lot lots of people were feeling overwhelmed by it um, because it was very constant. It was very relentless mm-hmm. the coverage and everything, and it was a bit uh, a bit overwhelming. The fact that, like you said, you look into the industry and you don't see anyone that looks like you really. I mean, yes, we have Lewis, but that's the only person that we can really look in and relate to, or at least yeah. in my case. So it felt like the perfect 
fit actually when this came about because it is something that's like I said very close to home and something that I really do feel I want to be able to continue to yeah to be involved with throughout my career whether it's in motorsport or outside of motorsport is something that is so so important to me 100% and you actually did your dissertation on um, I did do similar, my dissertation yeah I did my um dissertation on diversity in the boardroom that was more focused on gender diversity but it did also look at um racial diversity and other um diversity factors so yeah even when I was doing economics I was there <laughs> trying to find a way to still weave it in still <laughs> exactly. repping um but yeah I will not bore anyone else with any more details of my economics <laughs> dissertation because it um, is a bit painful to think about myself. <laughs> and on that note, let's move swiftly, swiftly <laughs> on. So obviously we've come a long way since our first podcast and we've had so many, so many amazing guests. I think that actually we were shocked with how many people we ended up yes. speaking to. We didn't think that we would have as many guests as we did, if we're completely honest. And we didn't think well, at least I didn't think that it would actually just be as, I don't want to say successful. Because well received. Sound, yeah, I don't want to sound like I'm <laughs> blowing our own trumpet, but we didn't think that it would be as well received as it has been. Um, and we didn't think that people would be so open. I feel like mm. some of the stories and the experiences that people have shared have been really deeply personal, which of course yeah. we massively appreciate. But looking back, Steph, what do you feel like, what do you feel like your key takeaways or... The, the little nuggets that have really stuck out to you, what do you feel like they've been? Um, time and time again, I mean, I sound like a broken record because I pretty much say it every podcast episode. Um, but my my key takeaway is the exposure element of seeing mm. someone that you can relate to in a position that you want to go forward with or pursue or even if you don't want to do it as a as a career just knowing that there's someone there that you can look up to and relate to and have that kind of connection with because they have similar life experiences to you I think that is really really important and going back to what you just said that Ariana about you didn't actually realize or we didn't actually realize that we would have so many people to speak to like there are still so many more people to speak to as well more voices to be heard more to be done um but it's because we don't see these people on the tvs in media but there are so many people behind the whole circus of motorsport that are really instrumental to getting the show on the road and making it happen um that we need to hear from these people to know that they are there and to know that there is a place for you know for you and whoever else um wants to be in this industry so yeah that was that was one of my key takeaways and I think that's really important yeah definitely like you said so many more people to speak to and I know that one of the things that we leave this podcast feeling is that we wish we could have shone the light on more people um obviously we were able to talk to a lot of people from different backgrounds in terms of race in terms of gender but we do wish that we could have amplified more voices when it comes to the lgbtq plus community the disabled community Mm, yeah socioeconomic backgrounds etc because they're all equally as important in this conversation um it's just a case that as as we've said we didn't expect to have so many people actually coming forward and 
um, asking to be on the podcast and just yeah. the way scheduling has worked out, it's meant that we haven't been able to get around to everybody. But that doesn't mean that the work doesn't continue. As we said at the start, Driven by Diversity are still continuing with all the amazing things they're doing and we will continue to amplify all the voices that we can. Um, but in terms of my key takeaways, um, oh, there are so many because I feel like everyone came to our podcast with such a unique experience and mm. unique advice and sometimes conflicting advice actually yeah. when you listen back some people would say one thing and then the other guests would say something completely different but that's just but, the beauty of different life experiences isn't exactly. it even if you know you you take two people who are both mixed race or you know both of a different ethnicity they're gonna have different experiences mm-hmm. yeah exactly and I think that I think that's what made some of the episodes so interesting as well actually but I think what was clear is that even though some of our guests had had dreadful experiences, overwhelmingly there was a sense that the people that they were working amongst and the industries that they were within, whether it was Formula One, whether it was some of the other series that we spoke to, they felt that their peers generally wanted to be supportive and wanted to see change as well, positive change. So I think that's important to emphasize because it's not a case that we're shining the spotlight and trying to say like, you lot are all doing a bad job or anything like that. (laughs) That was never the case. Um, And our guests have emphasized that as well, that they have the people around them who are very supportive, but it's Mm -hmm. just a case of needing, I think that extra push in the direction to know which way to go and what to actually do in terms of practical steps. Yeah, exactly. Um, It's positive conversation. It was never intended to be and I don't think it came across anyway as negative or anything like that so exactly it was more uplifting and empowering and I feel that we're at that point now where the conversations are starting to translate into actions Mm -hmm. that and that's what I'm really happy about I feel like there was a lot of talking through 2020 and rightly so it was a period for listening it was a period for learning and now we're at the point where actions are being put into place meaningful steps are being taken to drive change and I'm really happy about that. I'm really optimistic about where yeah. that leaves us and where we where we can go from here. And I'm looking forward to to what comes next. I mean, I think we still have a really long way to go. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna um, pretend that it's an overnight thing. And that's something mm-hmm. that so many of our guests touched on as well. This is not an overnight thing. This is not a case of just hiring some people, putting them in positions. We need it to actually be lasting change and fundamental change. But I think we're headed in the right direction. And I hope that people that are listening who might be interested in coming into the industry realize that as well and realize that they should continue knocking on those doors. They should continue reaching out to people, networking. That's something that came up time and time again, networking, networking, networking. Continue doing that because it's just a matter of when. It's really just a matter of when. And there's lots of people within the industry who are really welcoming and you know they don't even look at, they won't look at you differently because of your background and that's important and comforting to know I think but looking forward as I said I'm very excited and optimistic about what's to come but what we always ask this to our guests so I'm going to turn <laughs> it on you Steph oh, great <laughs> what are your hopes for the future within <laughs> motorsport yeah um well, I think more generally, this is the same as anyone really, just to see a more diverse sport. So, like, in my head, I'm thinking, obviously, we're both huge Formula One fans that are very involved with the within the industry in that 
we know more than the la- the layman who is involved mm. in what team, what company, um, and the people sort of be- behind the scenes that the average person who just watches it on a Sunday wouldn't be aware of or wouldn't yeah. know. So I think we need to make the sport look as accessible as possible. Well, not not just look, but be as accessible as possible to the average person. So. You know, you you don't have to do the work to feel like you can That's fit in. That's such a good point. So yeah, so like for example, if we take broadcasting teams, they're the people that people are going to see on the TV when they're watching the race. If they are just casual fans tuning on on a Saturday and Sunday, mm-hmm. so they need to be representative of society. Um, you know, young people, different genders. Um, different ethnicities etc just a a big range of of people from from all different backgrounds so that there is always going to be someone there that you can relate to and who can sort of open up the sport to you because as soon as you've made that connection with someone because you find that you can relate to them in some sort of way then that's already a hook into the sport and opening up the sport to new audiences so I think that's really important Yeah, I would echo what you've said, to be honest, in terms of my hopes for the future. Obviously, I want to see a more diverse and inclusive environment within motorsport. And I really hope that it's not just surface level. I think that it needs to be more than just having the people in the positions. I think ultimately, it needs to get to a point where people's cultures and life experiences Mm. and backgrounds are what are openly welcomed and accepted. Because that that is true inclusion when you're able to not only be in the environment, but you're able to also be yourself within the environment because there are Mm -hmm. so many situations where you have people from underrepresented backgrounds. I know that this applies to many people in my friendship circles who work in different places, but you're still not entirely yourself when you're in that environment because you're not able to be because there's not people who come from similar backgrounds or cultures from you that can relate to the way you truly if that makes sense so I hope that we move towards that and I think that that can come with time once you you know you know it's one thing at a time you can't have everything overnight as we've said before and as everyone probably knows now if they've heard me speaking on anything else I am massively passionate about just reaching generally a wider audience a younger audience a more diverse audience I feel the sport has so much potential so Mm. much potential and we are not tapping into it yet and I'm hoping that with this push for greater diversity we're able to unlock that because ultimately everyone's going to benefit I think that from the wider audience base from the content that can be created from all of these different amazing things that come from having a more diverse audience everyone will ultimately be grateful and be happy that they you know, committed their time and their efforts to pushing for diversity. So they are my hopes and I am going to stay optimistic that we will achieve them, Steph. I really am. (laughs) Yeah, no, it is looking exciting, um, sort of hearing little whispers of what's in the pipeline Mm -hmm. in terms of diversity and inclusion strategies, particularly with um, Formula One and some of the partnerships and strategies that they've got in place so yeah looking forward to seeing what comes of those and um where we go from here yeah i i'm eagerly awaiting the hamilton commission uh outcomes i'm Mm -hmm. excited to see what comes from them and i'm sure there'll be loads of other things that pop up throughout the year now as well because like we said last year was very much people talking and listening and 
you know, finding out where where everything will ultimately align. And I think now is the time where people are putting things into place. But let's move to us a little bit because I feel like it's important that we let our listeners in on a bit of us and what our personal hopes are for the future and what we've achieved through this same time period that we've been doing the podcast. So obviously part of the reason that we are taking a little break from the pod and putting things on pause is because I've now joined the Autosport team, which is very exciting. (laughs) (laughs) I've joined the team at Autosport for their F1 podcast where I am hosting their race weekend coverage. So that's one really exciting thing that has come out of this for me. But Steph, you have been working on super cool stuff as well. We both did the FYA Girls on Track UK slash Formula One meet the women of Formula One series that was run through February, if I'm not mistaken. So it's, yeah, yeah, February. They were really cool sessions, actually. So if anyone um, didn't manage to catch them, they're actually all on YouTube. If you go to Motorsport UK's YouTube channel, all of the sessions that we ran, I think there was 11 or so, all of them we ran in February are on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were, they were so insightful and just brilliant. Like seeing some of the girls and some of the women that joined the calls, you know, wanting to know more about certain roles at Formula One. It was just so rewarding to see all of the people joining from all around the globe as well. Yeah. Which was crazy. I absolutely loved them. I feel like that was one yeah. of the most fun slash rewarding things that we've done for yeah. over the past year. It was just amazing. Um, so, so you mu- could really see like like firsthand yes. who was actually joining the call. And the Facebook page shot through the roof, the FYA Girls and Track UK Facebook page. Make sure you go and join that page if you haven't already. Yeah. <laughs> it literally shot through the roof and it's become such a nice community where everyone's just talking all the time and sharing tips and advice etc yeah absolutely love that like Steph said check it out on Motorsport UK YouTube page but go back to what you were saying Steph what else have you been getting involved with (laughs) during these recent months yeah so we've been really fortunate actually um through this podcast it's enabled us to get involved with some other projects and, and dip our toes into the motorsport sand so to speak um so the first part of this year, I've been working with Electroheads, who are now Total Karting Zero. So that is the new e-karting series that is powered by Rob Smedley. Um, some of you who are avid motorsport fans will know Rob Smedley as Felipe Massa's race engineer at Williams and Ferrari. So that was really fun working with them to come up with a marketing and partnership strategy. So it's really exciting to see some of that come into play now um, as they go ahead and get back to racing. I think they had their first race back um, over Easter. So yeah, that will be really exciting to see what comes of that, the partnerships that come on board and um, yeah, seeing seeing where they go really because it could really well be the future of motorsport and getting more people into grassroots motorsport, grassroots racing and um, making motorsport faster, fairer, cheaper, cleaner and making it more diverse and accessible, which is what we need. And then Ariana, you've also been doing some stuff with we obviously mentioned Autosport, but you actually were on the diversity panel for the Autosport Connect event. 
Yes, it has been a busy few months. 2021 has been busier than I anticipated. That's a good thing. (laughs) I was on the panel for the diversity of motorsport discussion at the Autosport ASI Connect conference recently, which was absolutely brilliant. I was alongside some amazing speakers. Again, a really important conversation that I'm very honoured to have been asked to be a part of. That was hosted by our wonderful Lindsay again there. So Driven by Diversity representing. And then I've been doing a few other presenting bits. I was lucky enough to host the International Women's Day event that Formula One did internally, speaking to Ellie Norman, Chloe Target-Adams and Sarah Moore from W Series. That was another really insightful conversation. And I have also done a little bit more hosting with Girls on Track, some of their evening sessions, which again, you can find if you join that Facebook page. So it's been a busy few months, but I absolutely loved every second of it. As you know, Steph, I get such a buzz from these presenting (laughs) things. I come off of every presenting piece that I do like absolutely. Yes, you do. On a high. (laughs) So I'm hoping that this year there's plenty more of that coming my way. But guys, I feel like I really need to emphasize quickly that even though obviously on this podcast, Steph and I are both presenting and Steph is an incredible presenter. She is actually (laughs) the marketing expert here. And I feel like Steph, you need to quickly tell us what you are after going forward in the motorsport world, because I don't feel like we've been able to give enough emphasis to this through the podcast because obviously (laughs) you've just been demonstrating your amazing presenting skills but marketing is where it's actually at so come on tell us more (laughs) well thank you for that um yeah it's funny actually (laughs) (laughs) it's funny actually isn't it because we get some people message us asking how we um how we got into our jobs in motorsport, but we don't yes. actually, I mean, you kind of half do now with, with autosport, but I certainly don't actually work in motorsport. So I'm a bit of a fraud in that sense. So my, yeah, my day job is um, at a marketing agency, but nothing to do with motorsport. I'm an account manager. So yeah, that's where, that's where my love lies in marketing. Um, and very much looking to do pretty much what most of our listeners are really in terms of finding a career in motorsport, particularly in partnerships and and branding, marketing. So yeah, I've worked with F1 in schools previously on their social media, supporting them in Abu Dhabi for their world finals in 2019. Um, And then also live coverage at the Grand Prix following that and in the summer at Silverstone as well. So yeah, I got a few bits under my belt as well with the electro head stuff that, that I mentioned. But um. Yeah, it's exciting. It's it's good fun to be part of it and and blend that passion with profession. That's the aim. It's the aim for both of us to to one day be doing that full time. So it's the aim yeah. and we're gonna get there. We'll do it. I'm putting it <laughs> out got there on the podcast so that we're held accountable to this. <laughs> God, we'll listen back in a few years. <laughs> yeah, I really want to stress that. She knows her stuff, guys. She knows her stuff. She is an expert. Both You're making me blush. <laughs> don't mind me. Both within Formula One and with marketing. And it is only a matter of time until she makes the jump into motorsport. I'm I'm certain she's got a very successful career ahead of her. So you guys need to just make sure you snap her up because 
well, it's going to get competitive up in here soon. So. <laughs> what did I do to deserve this? Oh, listen, I'm a fan girl. Let me be, let me be. Anyway, we've gone off completely on a tangent and this is what all, <laughs> always happens with Steph and I. We end up chatting too much whenever we jump on to do yeah. a recording. So the purpose of this, guys, was not for Steph and I to just have a massive chat with you guys listening. But of course, it was to sort of round up the first couple of seasons of the podcast and to let you guys know what we're moving on to, the things that we've been involved with recently, and also predominantly to thank you, like we've said throughout this. Thank you so much for listening. And I also think that, Steph, we should plug some of the other amazing uh, initiatives, websites, blogs, etc., that we've come across in our recent times. Yeah, so there's there's definitely so much more content out there that you can be listening to, watching, reading, um, that are by diverse content creators, but also discuss the topic of diversity and inclusion within motorsport itself. So we have On the Chicane, which is run by the lovely Mariam and Paris. So this is a new initiative um, that's been born out of Fast Cars and Diamonds. And that is on Instagram at on the chicane underscore which you can have a look at and also they're on youtube so check them out um they are a brilliant pair discussing all things formula one um but they're both two diverse content creators um looking to make their mark in the industry so don't miss it we also have hidden voices which is hosted by claire cottingham so that's a short series of podcasts so on any podcast platform go and check it out it's published by the race and claire speaks to a number of different people from various different underrepresented backgrounds and hears all about their stories and discusses all things diversity and inclusion in motorsport so definitely one to listen if you haven't already there's also dre harrison of motorsport 101 so he's got his own blog youtube channel and podcast He was also, in fact, one of our guests on our podcast. So if you've missed that episode, definitely give it a listen and check out his content, all things F1, MotoGP, other formulas and just motorsport in general. And there you have it. Make sure you give those a look slash listen. And that's it from us. I think that we've now chatted and gone off on tangents as much as we possibly can. As always. Yeah. (laughs) staying true to who we are there but once again we want to say a huge huge thank you for listening for subscribing for following us on social media for reaching out to us to all of our guests who have given up their time to join us and chat big shout out to sam who joined us twice because we lost the first recording (laughs) yeah big shout out sam collins you are the man and sorry for deleting your recording and i'm sure none of you could even tell because he was such a professional 100% that wasn't one of our finer moments but it's fine it's fine no one knew until now this podcast life exactly and well we hope to be chatting to you guys again sometime soon in whichever format that may be but until then stay safe look after yourselves and keep in touch on socials I echo everything that Ariana has just said and hope you enjoyed our little ramble there. Um, thank you, thank you again for all of your time listening to seasons one and seasons two of the Driven by Diversity podcast. Don't forget, as Ariana said, keep following us on socials. So on Instagram, 
Driven by Diversity is at We Are Driven by Diversity. My personal is at Steph J Turner underscore and then Ariana. Mine is at Ariana Bravo F1. Well, it looks like it's over and out from us, guys. So we will see you again very soon, I am sure. Thanks again. Thanks again.